Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd. Thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. And there you have the confession, if you will, more of blame shifting, of Adam and Eve after they both rebelled against God. And it's interesting when we read this, the eyes of both were opened, meaning that they now knew good from evil. Before, they didn't. And that was the whole carrot before the horse in the garden when the devil said, when you eat of that tree, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. They thought that was a good thing, and it wasn't. It was a bad thing. And when they did, all of a sudden, that protection that God had put around them, those innocent hearts and those innocent eyes that God had given them were now opened, and they saw things differently. And they knew right away, this isn't good. And then they hear God walking in the garden. And so we need to understand that there was a relationship there with Adam and Eve and God that was very personal. It was very real. It was like family. And then God said, where are you? Not like God had lost him, but he's asking him the question, Adam, where are you? And I believe the Holy Spirit asks us the same thing today when we wander from God, when we disobey God. Where are you at? What are you doing? Adam was honest and he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid. And why would he be afraid? Which is interesting because God didn't come up and go, boo. You know, he didn't come up and threaten him. He was just walking. But that's what sin does to us. It makes us afraid of God. The whole time the devil is laughing because he knows if we can be afraid of God, not wanting to be around God, avoiding God, hiding from God, the only other spiritual influence is darkness, and he's the prince of darkness. So the devil had Adam right where he wanted him. He was afraid, he was running from God, and he was hiding. And God came along and said, where you at, dude? Adam, he points a finger at Eve and says, the woman that you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. So point the finger at the woman first, who you, point the finger at God, gave to be with me, then of course he's the innocent victim. She, back at the woman, gave me fruit, and I ate. Blame shift and skirting the issue, not owning up to what he had done. And as a result, they are banished from the garden, and there are some consequences. So for the woman, God said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. That was a consequence of the fall, of the curse. So before the curse, when God created Eve, he didn't create her to be subservient to Adam. He created her to be 
the helper, and that word helper in the original language is used of God throughout the Old Testament, it's the word azer, except when referring to Eve. So it's not like an apprentice. It is like a rescuer. There was equality in the garden. That was God's creation that he called good. And now he says, your husband's going to rule over you. And, and men have ruled over women ever since and not in a righteous, godly way. It's interesting that he said, I will multiply your pain in childbearing. If you've ever been around women when they're delivering children, which I've been at all my children's deliveries, um, not easy. But when you watch animals deliver, which I've watched animals give birth, it seems to be a lot easier. They seem to jostle around and, and move and, and kind of worm their way around a little bit. And then they deliver and then they're immediately they're up and back to business. Kind of like the giraffes. It's one of the most hilarious deliveries I've ever seen on the Nature Channel. They just walk, they stop, they dump this baby giraffe six feet from their womb onto the ground, and they just turn around and say, get up. <laughs> Got things to do. To Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife, because you have taken her word over mine, and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you, and in pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you will return. So Adam's curse is, okay, you're going to toil in farming the land. You're out of the garden where the fruit was right there. The earth now will bring forth thorns and thistles. And where I'm from, we have thorns and thistles. really makes it a pain when I'm riding my mountain bike and I get a flat tire. But we got thorns everywhere. Those were a result of the curse. And so when we look at the way God created the heavens and the earth and all that is in them, he created them good. And he created you good, too. Even though we're fallen by nature, human beings have this nature where we constantly rebel against God. We are fallen. God still loves his creation. And he's still reaching out to those who would defy him and saying, where are you? Waiting for them to say, here I am. And God will extend his hand. Come. Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, and you probably have heard this. If not, it's a very comforting verse. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to me, all you who labor. Now remember where that laboring came from. It came from the fall. So men have been laboring ever since. And in this context, the laboring is more than just work. It's just who out there is worn out, who out there is tired, just ready to give in. Come to me and I'll give you rest. And then he says, take my yoke upon you. That yoke is that big piece of wood that you strap on an animal's back so you can steer it. He says, take my yoke upon you, not the devil's yoke. The devil's got his yoke on a lot of people and he makes their life hard. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. There again, you'll find rest. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You don't have to do anything to come to Christ. You don't have to try to perform for him to be right in his eyes. You just need to believe. Come to him, and he will give you rest. He is the antidote for the curse that Adam brought in as he sinned against God. Jesus came to fix that. And he's going to fix you, too. And in time, he's going to fix this whole wretched planet. But as for now, the majority of humanity thumbs their nose at God. 
and we wonder why this world is spiraling down. We wonder why so many bad things happen because you hear that phrase, if God's got a love, why do bad things happen? The reason bad things happen is because people are bad and you and I are bad at heart. In the book of Jeremiah, he says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And our hearts are evil. Even though we might be nice people on the outside, we've got messed up hearts. All you got to do is just sit there and think about what you think of when you're laying there and nothing's going on. What goes through your mind? And you see, oh man, man, my heart's dark. But that's the cause of Christ to come and rescue those who are beaten up, who are heavy laden and give us rest. So if that's you, cry out to Jesus. Yeah, the curse has screwed this world up. It's messed a lot of people up. There's a lot of bad things that have happened in this world because of that curse, because we have continually disobeyed God, but God is still on the throne. And even though the devil runs this world, as the scriptures say, he's the prince of the power of the air. That's one of the titles given to him. He's also the ruler of this age, or the God of this age, another title given to him in scripture. But just because he rules doesn't mean that you are hopeless. So if you feel like you're getting beat up, you feel like you're walking around with a devil's yoke on your back, cast off that yoke and take the yoke of Jesus for it is easy and his burden is light and you'll find rest. Thank you.